Hello everybody and welcome back to the Guns, Oil, and Dirt podcast. Uh, today is January 6th and I wanted to uh, continue what I had started uh, last month about emergency preparedness. I had some people uh, contact me. We talked online a little bit about... Um, What was it after the early December? <clears throat> I think it was early December. I can't remember anymore. Late November, or November, early December tornadoes. I had somebody contact me to talk about uh, storms <clears throat> and what to do and things like tornadoes. So, <clears throat> like I said before, I had this little booklet that I got from the fire department that anybody can go into a fire department they just hand these things out about emergency preparedness guide so we left off on do 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 what to do after a disaster and we're getting into dealing with specific disasters so uh thunderstorms <clears throat> Before a thunderstorm, let's see, uh, 10% of thunderstorms in the United States are actually severe. Even uh, those that are not severe can still be dangerous. Lightning is the particular threat. So seriously, just don't be out in lightning storms. <clears throat> you can get struck from miles away. Before a thunderstorm, cut down branches and trees. Secure loose outdoor objects such as patio furniture. Uh, if you have shutters... I don't know a lot of people who have like shutters that actually work as shutters anymore, but if you do, that's pretty cool actually. Uh, during a thunderstorm, stay inside after you see lightning. Um, do not shower. It also says don't use corded phones. I don't know a lot of people who have those left anymore. It says it's okay to use cell phones and cordless phones. Uh, unplug. It says unplug electronics and air conditioners. Uh, I don't know if that's that big of a deal anymore, but I mean, it'll ruin them if your house gets struck by lightning, but I, I don't know. I don't The chances of that, I think, seem slim. Uh, so if you're outside in a forest, take shelter under a thick growth of small trees. So don't stand under, like, really tall trees. You can stand under small trees. Uh, if outside in an open area, move to a low spot. But be careful of flash floods there. And then uh, don't stand on a hilltop or underneath an isolated tree. Stay away from metal equipment unless you can get in it, I say. So it says things like, like don't hold on to fences and don't sit on tractors with no roofs. But, I mean, if you can get in your car, that's better than nothing. And then, uh, if you're on a boat that doesn't have an enclosed, like, if you're on a boat that has a canopy, I don't count that as, like, an enclosed area. Because if the boat gets struck by lightning, you're probably still going to feel it. But, if you're on a boat with, like, a solid indoor area, I'm pretty sure you'll be okay. Um, if you, it says if you feel your hair stand on end, it means you might get struck by lightning. Make yourself into a small target. 
squat down on the balls of your feet. Uh, don't lie flat on the ground. Place your hands over your ears and put your head between your legs. It says to do that. Um, realistically, I'm fairly sure. Uh, it says to do that so you don't get struck in the head by lightning. And uh, definitely don't use cell phones outdoors during uh, lightning storms. There may or may not be any correlation, but we have like outdoor concerts here and stuff and it seems like every year somebody gets struck by lightning and a lot of times they're on their cell phone and the lightning strike will enter through the top of the phone and then go through their head um so i had a friend who was on a call about that a couple years ago it was pretty nasty uh the next thing they talk about are floods 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 can suck uh Let's see, floods occur across the country causing evacuations and widespread damage and even death. If you live near waterways or low-lying areas, be ready for a flood. Um, consider purchasing flood insurance, seriously. Uh, let's see, know how to get to higher ground, know your community's evacuation route. Uh... Let's see, here's interesting. Protecting your property. If your house is prone to flooding, move your furnace, water heater, and electric panel to higher floors. Install check valves. Waterproof your basement walls to stop seepage. Build barriers such as flood walls or levees. Uh, store insurance policies and deeds in a safe box. So, there's that. Basically, I mean, if you're if you're in a flood zone, you know it. Well, uh, sometimes you don't, I guess. But you know, you got to uh, definitely be careful for floods. I mean, if you live by a river or something like that, you may expect something like a flood to happen. But uh, I know when we first moved in here, I probably talked about this once. We had one of those. They call it a hundred-year storm. We got like thirteen inches of rain and. I don't know, like five hours it seemed like, but we got a ton of rain in a really short period of time, and the weather was, or the water level raised really fast, and I don't live in a spot that is prone to flooding, but it definitely uh, flooded. <laughs> the city flooded, the town flooded, the, uh, uh, what do you call that, sub power station, substation in our area flooded. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty bad. We didn't have power for, I don't know, I can't remember. My wife will tell you it was like five days, but I feel like it was more than that. It took me three days to remember that I had the, uh, or two days to remember that we had a, uh, generator to turn the power back on. So, I feel like it was more than that. At least a week. <laughs> Let's see. After a flood, be careful of where the waters receded. Um, caution when entering damaged structures because they could be weakened, especially around the foundations. Um, get rid of any food that may have been caught in the flood. 
So if you got a bunch of canned food, probably get rid of that. Let's see. Uh, hurricanes. Hurricanes. Well, let's see. Well, I don't know that much about hurricanes. I never really lived through one. But the way they talk about it is... Obviously, hurricanes like a bunch of wind. And it also causes flooding. So, listen to the radio or TV for updates. Board up your windows. Secure your homes from objects that could fly away. Keep fuel in your car. That's a big one. Uh, a lot of people don't keep enough fuel in their car. Like, at least half a tank or you know, more, uh, something I gotta do better at, because some days I just don't wanna, you know, like it gets cold, so I don't want to, uh, go to the gas station, so it ends up being a problem for me sometimes, with, uh, like I end up trying to stay above a half a tank of gas, but usually I get to about, like, a quarter tank, which for me isn't bad because in my car I can still go over 100 miles on a quarter tank, but it just makes me laugh, uh, you know, because I'll be on my way home and I'll see that I should get gas because I'm under half a tank, and I just decide that it's too cold outside and I'm too lazy and I don't want to do it. So there's always that. Um, stock up on food and water if you must take shelter in your home. Turn off your utilities, um, if instructed by authorities. Okay. During a hurricane, take refuge on the ground floor central room or hallway, unless it's flooding. Okay, so if you live near a hurricane where it's going to flood, realistically, you should have got out of there. You should definitely evacuate. Um, stay in a secure location. And, uh, you know, keep all the windows and doors closed. After a hurricane, it says, remain in a secure location. Don't drive unless you have to. Don't drink tap water. Stay away from waterways for potential flooding. And, you know, report down power lines. And be careful with the things like that. And we'll get into it with the tornadoes here. Because, uh. Broken glass and stuff is, is pretty bad. Uh, tornadoes. Tornadoes are violent rotating storms with winds that can exceed 300 miles per hour. Um, so, tornadoes are kind of ridiculous. Uh, I've been through a couple now in my lifetime. And uh, one of them wasn't that bad. One of them was kind of bad, they said. One of them wasn't that bad. Then there was one that we thought was a tornado. They said it was a microburst. And then there is another one I went through in, like, Arkansas or something. I don't remember it that well because I was a kid. But it's windy. A lot of thunder and lightning. Trees fall down a lot. <clears throat> so, preparing for tornado, designate a shelter in your home's basement or make a storm shelter cellar. Uh, 
protect your practice getting to your home shelter if you live in a mobile home you're effed because uh you better put in a like in-ground shelter like build one because there's nothing that's gonna in a mobile home that's gonna stop a tornado let's see during a tornado watch the tv yep uh during a tornado get to your shelter if you're in a high rise get to the lowest interior floor um seek shelter in a sturdy building don't be in your car or a mobile home if you're caught outside lie flat in a ditch cover your head do not get under bridges or overpasses and don't attempt to outrun a tornado uh, the bridges and overpasses thing, I don't know sometimes. Like, it says don't do that, but I think it depends on the size of the bridge and what you can do uh, about it. Like, if it's, like, a freeway overpass. Sorry. I wouldn't recommend uh, using one of those, but realistically, if you were, let's say, on a two-lane road or something, and it's got, like, K-rails... And you could get between the two K-rails. I mean, if it's a narrow uh, a narrow gap between the, uh, the concrete rails. I mean, I would give that a go. And then, like they say, don't hide under, like, a bridge. I mean, it depends on how small the bridge is. If it's a sturdy concrete bridge without that big of a span, you know, it's kind of narrow. Um, I mean, it's, I'd give it a run. I have nothing else. And they say don't try and outrun them. Uh, you know, I don't know what some of your options are. I'd give it I'd give it my best shot because to heck with getting stuck in a tornado. But somebody was talking to me about this. So uh, there is, like, I live in an area where we have basements. And I know a lot of people live in areas. I used to live in an area that didn't have a basement. But we didn't have to worry about tornadoes there, really. Um, and if there was a tornado, we had a place to go. Uh, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, I wanted to bring this up. So if you have the op option to build like a storm shelter in your house or something, but you don't have the option of breaking... Um, like digging, what you could do is in the center of your house have a room designated as a storm shelter, make like a closet out of cinder blocks, have the cinder blocks, reinforce it rebar, and then poured, uh, you know, pour concrete down the center of them, and then get a concrete like cap on top of it for the roof, and then they said to uh, get like bed liner like rhino liner or something, uh, truck bed liner, Herculiner, whatever. But that like polyurethane hard coating on the outside, and it's supposed to be uh, very impact resistant and help uh, things like concrete hold up. I would personally use something like, sorry, that was a hiccup, uh, something like Spancrete for the top. Uh, just personally, that's the way I would go. And then, of course, have, like, a heavy door on there. 
um, for structural integrity and strong door frame, but that'd be one of the options. I know there are some companies out there that make, like, dig a hole in the ground and then bury, uh, like, a little pod. Not like pods, like the moving ones, but it's like a little plastic or metal, like, room you could bury in the ground just in case uh, something like this happens. So, I mean, there are some options out there if you have the opportunity. I would look into that stuff. I didn't uh, look up any names of companies who make them, but you got some options. You could dig a hole in your backyard and then do the same thing with the cinder blocks and reinforce the walls and everything. All right. After a tornado, uh, look out for debris, broken glass, down power lines. Be careful about entering buildings because they could be uh, not structurally sound but uh realistically you know people go into buildings looking for other people all the time so uh use your best judgment earthquakes um prepare your home secure major appliances to the floors and walls move large and breakable objects to lower shelves Fasten pictures and mirrors to the walls and install flexible pipe fittings to minimize minimize the chance of breaking gas or water lines. Sorry. Alright. Uh, during an earthquake, if you're in a building, stay there, hide under a desk or uh, yeah, hide under a desk or table or crouch in a corner. It says use a doorway for shelter only if uh well basically only if it's strong enough to hold it so like if it's a load bearing one uh if you're outside stay there uh stay away from buildings and power lines or anything that could potentially fall on you if you're in a vehicle stay inside of it but park it somewhere safe so not under bridges or near buildings or under trees or power lines after an earthquake, uh, be careful of aftershocks. Then the same thing, you know, stay out of buildings, uh, stay off the streets, stay away from glass. Uh, yeah, water pipes, electrical lines. This is one of the ones that actually gets you in really big trouble with the gas lines. Almost all the other stuff, it's not that big of a deal, but earthquakes really mess with gas lines. But, uh, if you live near the shore and feel an earthquake, uh, keep an eye out for tsunamis, it says in here. Basically, uh, if you see what looks like low tide, but you know it's not time for low tide, there might be a tsunami coming after an earthquake. So, keep that in mind trying to look at something else here's one volcanoes uh, before an eruption understand where the volcano is during an eruption get away from the volcano stay upwind uh, let's see remain indoors until the ash settles if if you can um, seriously if it's coming your way and there's like the lava flow part, which is 
usually not too uh how do you say that usually you have some warning that it's coming there's smoke it's hot you know um so hopefully you know when that's coming but when when they erupt and they basically blow their tops um You know, they could be, uh, let's see, what does it say? After an eruption, shovel ash from roofs and gutters. Yeah, so, like, when they blow their tops, it'll throw ash for, like, miles and miles and miles in all directions. And you got to be really careful about that uh, ash breathing it, but also that it's hot. Um, it could be throwing, like, big hot chunks of rock. Or, like, what happened during the... Um, eruption Mount St. Helens in the 80s where like the um, ash cloud the big hot ash cloud uh, actually uh, killed some people and it goes like super fast so you got to be really careful about that I mean if there's a volcano erupting probably should just stay away from it I don't really know if there's anything you could do to stop any of it um see what else is in here they talk about what to do during a heat wave oh hmm. let's see oh yeah right here we go fires um, basically if there's a house fire I talked a little bit about this kind of have a uh, escape plan or whatever and get out of your house go to a neighbor's house but wildfire is kind of the one i wanted to talk about so instead of shut off the gas the meter okay hook up your lawn sprinklers on your roof which if you can do this seriously is a great idea if you uh can't do this if you can't do this um Well, I don't, I really don't know what to tell you if you can't put sprinklers out, but, um, some people can't, let's see, <laughs> submerge water resistant valuables in a pool or pond, uh, that's from the book, uh, that's, that's kind of funny, move your patio furniture inside, close doors and windows, obviously prefer to evacuate immediately, um, so my tornado shelter and my fire shelter are the same shelter. The only problem is, is air. Um, I'm not worried about the heat because of the way mine's built. Because uh, uh, I have a, whatever you want to call it, I have a root cellar slash storm shelter. It's buried in the side of a hill and uh, it's made out of concrete. And I'm not super worried about it. Um getting hot in there just because of how deep it is in the ground and everything the door right now could be an issue um just because of what it's made out of but it's deep enough that i can you know hide in the back of it and not actually worry about um fire like getting all the way to the back of it uh so there's that really what you'd worry about is the oxygen 
So, I mean, in a situation like that where it's hot, um, where there's a fire outside, it could literally, like, suck all the usable, breathable oxygen out of the out of a room. So, uh, make sure you have some sort of oxygen supply if you are trying to wait out a wildfire. If you have a shelter or something in the ground, um, even if it's in the ground, like, buried in the ground, just because of the nature of how fire works it can actually like suck the air out of the room if it's not either completely sealed off or um if you don't have like a good oxygen supply hmm. but yeah so this was kind of a broad overview there is a little bit here about i read it but uh summer weather surviving when it's just hot outside basically that's going to be uh, stay hydrated and stay cool and then there's some winter stuff here which i like always talking about the winter weather stuff and that's mainly because it's what i have to deal with all the time um spent a lot of my life outside in the cold so you know um <clears throat> I'm going to probably touch on this one. Actually, I'm probably going to go through each of these and do a little bit more in-depth on them. But uh, the winter one's preparing for winter storms. Um, you can get freezing rain, sleet, blizzards, you know, snow, frost warnings. Uh, preparing for winter storm. Basically, all these kind of make me think of the same thing as, like, stock up on food and water medicines uh it says and heating fuel here uh have a secure backup heat source such as a kerosene heater never use charcoal or gas or propane heaters indoors um i use a propane heater personally but my bags rock salt or sand weather yeah seal your windows and doors that's a good one uh Yeah, uh, if you're going to be stuck in one, a winter storm can serve heat by shutting unused rooms, wear several layers of clothing, cover your mouth with a scarf to protect your lungs. That's actually a good one. I've very rarely heard people talk about that, but don't overexert yourself uh, while shoveling snow. Watch for signs of frostbite. Beware of hypothermia. Let's see. If you're stranded in your vehicle in a storm, I actually did this one. Um, what to do if you're stuck in your car. Don't walk unless you can actually see where you're going to. Uh, if no buildings are in sight, stay in your freaking car. Wrap yourself up with whatever you can. Pull the seat covers off if you have to. Um, that's actually a pretty good idea. Sorry. Um... But yeah, that's actually a pretty good idea. I didn't even think about pulling the seat covers off. Um, pull up your floor... Eh, floor mats aren't going to be that warm. Run your engine for 10 minutes to keep... Uh, run your engine for 10 minutes each hour to keep warm. I don't actually know if that's going to help you that much. Well, 10 minutes is a decent amount of time. Maybe it'll work. Um, balance the use of heater and lights to conserve the batteries. 
if stuck in a remote location, spell out help or SOS. That's after the storm has passed, uh, because in the middle of the storm, nobody's going to know. Realistically, I tell people, like, uh, bright colored orange or what is it? Like hot pink duct tape. Put it, like, on the top of your antenna or something, because then somebody will see that sticking out above the snow. Maybe they'll stop. Um, it might help you out. Winterizing your vehicle. Actually, this is going to be a good one to go over a little bit later. I'm probably going to talk more about that. Let's see. What is this? Let's see. I'm just reading what else is in here. Uh, hazardous material spills. Uh, basically, I mean, if you witness a spill... Call 911. Stay away from it. Um, a lot of times hazardous material spills are involving like tankers or um, trains. This is something that I, uh, I've i taken a lot of whatever you want to call it courses on, studied. Because um, part of our district is a big hazmat area. Uh, there's a chemical disaster, basically, there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it, and we'll, uh, as in, we as in, like, the emergency, uh, providers are going to tell you what to do. Usually we're going to have you evacuate if it's anything really dangerous. If it's not, and we tell you to shelter in place, it's because it's probably not bad enough for it to bother you anyway. Um, but, like I said, if we knock on the door until you got to leave... Seriously, you probably should leave because it's bad. Uh, especially things like trains uh, can cause major explosions or something that you can breathe in. Um, nuclear power plants. If you live within 50 miles of a nuclear power plant, um, I don't know. It says things here. Let's see. Watch the show Chernobyl and... Uh, you know, you're going to figure it out. I actually watched that show, Chernobyl. It was pretty cool. Um, put food in covered containers or in the refrigerator. Uh, if you've been exposed to radiation, change your clothes. Take a shower. Contact the authorities for proper disposal of your clothes. There was a thing in here. It's like potassium magnate or something like that you gotta eat uh i'll look it up in a second let's see what medication Sorry about the um, silence for a second here. I'm just looking something up. Man. Radiation exposure. Potassium iodine. There it is. Iodate. Iodate. Yep. So, if you live by a nuclear power plant i would look into getting some of that uh 
I don't know if I even live near one anymore, but I think they closed it. Um, let's see, right after that one. Oh, yeah, if, if there's a thing at a nuclear power plant and they tell you that you have to stay home, it's because it's like either too late for you to leave or anything like that. Basically, like, board up all your windows and doors. Um, and then, like, use plastic uh, sheeting, I guess, to close off anywhere that, uh, you know, any air can come in and out. It's basically hold up inside your house. Um, yeah. So, there's that. Terrorist attack, that kind of goes hand in hand with the other one. Um, in case of explosion, watch for falling debris. Crawl beneath the smoke to exit as quick as possible. Um, raise your awareness, beware your surroundings, stay away from, um, you know, things you see laying around like boxes and backpacks and if people do that. If there's a biological attack, wait for orders from authorities and stay tuned to the radio and TV. Exposure to chemicals. It's same thing, you know, if you're exposed to any chemicals, uh, get rid of your clothes, wash, shower, get into clean clothes, seek medical help. Exposed to a biological attack. Burn your clothes. <laughs> and seek uh, medical treatment. Let's see. And that's about it. It's got some communication plan stuff in the back of this book. All in all, this is a pretty good book. Uh, I think everybody, I should probably take a picture of it and post it. But these things are kind of nice to have. And uh, kind of good ideas where to start i think realistically when it comes to emergencies like most of these things it goes back to the simple preparedness stuff uh you know keep at least a week worth of food and water in your house at all times uh which makes pretty simple uh just a couple cases of water i think they say it's like a gallon of water per day per person you know, and that's, um, I kind of think like three liters of water per day per person. Actually, I think three liters per meal. But if you're not doing that much, not overly exerting yourself, three liters a day per person or a gallon of water a day per person isn't too bad. Um, but that's not going to be including like showering water or, um, what do you call that? You know, use in the bathroom. So some of these emergencies, if you don't have power, if you don't have water in your house, stuff like that, should keep a little bit of extra water on hand. Uh, I think I brought up before the water bob where you uh, put it in your bathtub, fill it up with water, and uh, that'll give you, I think it's like 50, 30 to 50 gallons you can get out of your bathtub, depending on the size of your bathtub. Um so there's always that. Uh, I keep 
personally, I keep a little extra water on hand. Uh, I'm trying to start using old uh, juice jugs. I was saving a bunch of old juice jugs and I had cleaned them out and I was drying them. And then I lost the lid somehow. Uh, I think I accidentally threw them away. But I'm, I'm working on redoing that. So... Uh, so I can have some extra water around and some jugs in the garage. And, uh, hopefully it doesn't get cold enough. Right now it's wicked cold outside. It's like 10 degrees. And, uh, pretty much lately, not too much going around and around the house. The, uh, the chicken's still alive. She's outside. I have to change her water every day because it keeps freezing. And so I go out there and I, uh you know, to break the ice off of it and then refill it with warm water. And then she has water for a little while, but then it freezes again eventually, obviously. So I just make sure I refill it every day so she can drink every day. I am doing the thing with the salt, <clears throat> salt water in a bottle. So you put a bottle of salt water in there and uh, it keeps most of the water thawed in the center of her water feeder thing but it's uh it still freezes around the rim and i wasn't able to get a good solar uh, set kit set up uh so far this year so we'll work on that and uh let's see what else i'm building a trailer and i think i've talked about that a little bit posted a video recently of building a trailer and what i uh you know, uh, don't know exactly how I plan to build it yet, but I, uh, posted a video of packing the bearings and putting the axle on and putting the wheels on now. So there's that. And it's, that's going pretty good. That's see if that's on YouTube, Instagram, and it's on the TikTok also. So if you guys visit any of those, Feel free to give it a like. If you guys are listening to this, if you could do me a favor and if you go to Spotify, can you rate the podcast? They are allowing ratings now. I'd really appreciate it if I have a rating and it's fine if you don't. Uh, I don't think they have comments, but feel free to comment me if you guys get a chance. Um, if not, you know, it's cool too, but, uh, Instagram, Twitter, MeWe, Facebook. I have a YouTube channel that's kind of starting to put videos on it now. Uh, not as much as I'd like to, but I'm still learning. So I'm just starting to figure out how to do um, a little bit of film editing. The trailer <clears throat> build one is my first actual like film that's any of any length that I've had to edit or um, make up. So <clears throat> check it out, see what you think, and uh, let me know. Uh, after that, let's see. Probably going to do an episode coming up soon about this next coming year, um, what I plan on doing. Hopefully I'm going to get some more podcasts out have some more content about what's going on around the house <clears throat> sorry and around the uh you know uh the home the home homestead 
hopefully going to be able to uh, work on the garden more. Maybe um, hopefully get some more plants put in, some other stuff. I don't know if I'm actually going to put a pond in. I want to try, but I don't know if I can actually put in one that's deep enough. Also got some other projects, fire pit, outdoor, pad, outdoor patio area. Um, <clears throat> sorry. And uh, the Jeep. Also going to see if we can save up enough money this year to get a four-wheeler for myself. Because plowing, um, shoveling my driveway sucks. I put a, there's a couple pictures I put up about, uh, I put a homemade plow on the, my, my, one of my riding lawnmowers that I got running, but I don't have chains on it and it doesn't get that good of traction. So, uh, it hasn't, it's worked okay, but it hasn't worked great. I sure could use a little bit better of a setup, but we'll see what happens as time goes on. And then, uh. The wife and I are planning on taking a road trip to Arizona this summer. So that's hopefully going to be, let's see, hopefully I'll be able to have some, sorry, hopefully we're going to be able to have some interesting uh, chats about that. We're, uh, Hopefully everything goes good and easy, but, you know, it'll give me something to talk about, too. So, uh, if you like the podcast, let me know. Like I said, um, probably going to do a little bit deeper dive into some of these things. At least uh, come at it from my perspective. as like what I'm doing, like, around the house to personally prepare for these kind of situations. And, uh... Maybe you guys will contact me and have some discussions about it. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, got a Facebook group, Guns, Oil, and Dirt um, Facebook group, podcast group. So uh, if you guys check that out, it'd be really appreciated. Also, uh, if you guys go to Remora Holsters, check them out. Uh, like I said, most comfortable concealed carry holster I got. I really like mine. Um, and... If you guys just go to Remora Holsters and check them out, even uh, <clears throat> if there's a spot, if you buy something, tell them you heard about them on the podcast, and it, it might help me out. Maybe one of these days I'll get that coupon code. Uh, we passed 500 episode downloads a while back, and I wanted to do something for it, and I'm still trying to figure out what I can do. I'll probably do like a giveaway. Maybe I'll send somebody some of the stuff I got out of those battle boxes, because... I don't need it all. Maybe you'll want some. Maybe you don't. It's up to you. But, I mean, contact me. And, uh, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll probably just pick some random person. If you contact and message me, and maybe I'll send you, uh, some stuff. You know, maybe make a comment. Uh, share the podcast. Like the podcast. Share it with your friends. Really appreciate that. And, uh. You know, hopefully I'll be able to make a few more episodes, make some better episodes, and, uh, you know, really uh, get this thing off the ground. And then also, with the summer coming up, we're going to have some more um, three-gun matches coming up, <clears throat> talk about some of that stuff, some more shooting. 
there's a few more uh there, there's a few new firearms that are coming out and i got a couple of them that i got to do some reviews on and maybe now that i'm figuring out how to make videos i can do a couple little gun reviews and gun videos so i uh, really appreciate everything guys and uh thanks for listening and i'll chat at you later